What's up, everyone? This is Brian Ward, host of the Data Podcast, the podcast show for dads, about dads, being dads. I'm super excited that you're here and for the guests that I have on the show today. But before we get to the interview, if you have not yet subscribed to my show, please make sure you smash that subscribe button so you don't miss a single episode. Also, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. The link is in the show notes. Now, let's get on with the show. Welcome to another episode of Dad Up, everyone. Thank you guys very much for joining me today. I'm excited for the guests that I have on. Uh, they're going to go into a little bit of back history about them. But this is the first time that I have had a couple on my show. Uh, it was the very first time, two and a half years of doing this show, 100, almost 150 episodes. And the first time that I've had a married couple joining me on my show. So it's, I'm, it's, I'm honored that you guys have taken the time. Paul and Susan Cadillac, thank you guys very much for joining me today. Thanks for having us. We're yes. happy to be here. We're, we're very happy to be here. And we thank you for taking time out to speak with us. Awesome. Uh, for my listeners who may not know who you are, let's go into a little bit of back history about you guys, maybe how you guys met, how you guys got into the business that you're in now. Uh, I know you guys got a television show and all that. So let's go into all that. And then also, this is a podcast for about parents and kids. So I want to hear about your family as well. Awesome. Yeah. So where do you want to start, Paul? <laughs> oh, geez. I mean, I'll, I'll let you take the I'll let you take the wheel. All right. So I guess I'll start with. So we are in the home renovation and building industry. We do home renovations for clients. We do custom builds for clients. We um, also purchase properties and invest and build them and resell them. And we also have a real estate company. And Paul's a firefighter. Um, that sounds like a lot of things. And we have four kids. Um, so I have been in the construction industry basically my whole life. My dad was a builder. My grandfather was a builder. So it's kind of in the family. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. And then when I met Paul, he was um, doing sales and he was waiting to get on the fire department. Um, and Which took me, took me a while. <laughs> I, they offer a test every other year and you have to take the test every time to keep on the list. So I think I took the test about six times or so. It took me about 12 wow. years to get on. Um, you know, I was fortunate that I got on and it's, you know, it's a job I always wanted um, since I was younger. And then, you know, when I met Susan, she kind of brought me into the building because that was her love. And then it uh, shortly thereafter, it also became one of my loves as well. So, um, you know, we've been doing the building and, and renovation and, you know, basically everything with a home, you know, for the last 15 years. Um, and then that led us down our social media path to the television show um, and the app. So it's kind of, you never know what twists and turns, you know, things will, will take for you. So we met initially through a mutual friend. Um, so she had kind of, you know, kind of set up us meeting. Yeah. I think at the time, at the time I was, um, I was, uh, I I'd previously been married, you know, I was single for a while, and, you know, wasn't looking to get married or anything. And I think Susan was in a similar situation. Um, you know, I had a daughter very young, uh, you know, I was 22 when I had my daughter, uh, Susan also had a daughter, you know, young as well. So I think, um, you know, you have to, you have to grow up quickly <laughs> when you have your first child, uh, you know, you always feel like you're ready, but at 22, I was like, I can't even take care of myself. I gotta take care of my daughter. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So fast forward to, you know, several years later, Susan and I meet, uh, we go to this Christmas party, a friend, you know, said, Hey, she goes, Hey, you going to go? I said, yeah, she's like, you got to meet this girl. She's like, you, she got a kid like you. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I get like enough of my own stuff going on right now, but maybe I'll see you guys there, you know? So, um, went to the party and Susan came in and I was like, 
looking. I'm like, I saw her across the room. I go, oh, I, I want to go talk to her. So <laughs> to, to impress me, he showed me his MySpace page. This is <laughs> I was on no social media. I was like, I don't even know what this is. <laughs> That's right. I mean, it worked. <laughs> she said yes. You know, that's always what I say to her. Whenever she says something to me, I go, you said yes. You know, He does. He, he reminds me of that. So we met at the party and been together since. Uh, but the funny part was after the party, I was talking to her all night and I wanted to call her the next day. Um, my buddy's like, dude, don't call her. You know, you got to wait 16 days, you know? And I was like, I don't want to do that. I just want to call her. I had a good conversation. So I called her. I was over our house the next night having chicken palm with her and we've been together since. Um, but the funny part was that night that I met having dinner i saw a dump truck in her driveway and i was like whose dump truck is that and she's like it's mine and i was like oh that's interesting <laughs> don't meet many girls that have a dump truck <laughs> every girl every girl should have a dump truck <laughs> so um yeah we've been together since and like susan was saying earlier i did i was doing sales choosing the real estate and getting into construction and uh you know once once i got on the department a couple of years later i thought i was going to learn how to golf or you know some awesome dad skill, which I'm still trying to learn. I haven't learned anything. He even went out and bought the golf clubs. And I was like, wait a minute, you're doing 24 hour shifts. You have five days off, five days off. And I was like, I don't know that golf is going to work out. I think you need to come to the construction business. I was actually so confident that I was going to learn golf. And I still have not learned golf that I had two sets of clubs. <laughs> well, wow. either one of them. They're buried in our basement somewhere. Yeah. yeah. So I, I went into the construction with her and started learning construction because I ne was never in that field. I was always handy, but never in construction. And, uh, you know, started digging holes in basements because it was about 2008. Yeah. And we were really getting going, which obviously bad economy, yeah, right? Right, in the recession. Right. So it was nothing glamorous that you'd want to take pictures of and post online. It was like digging holes in like dirt floors and structural work. And it was, it was hard work, but it was, it, I wouldn't trade it for anything because I really got an understanding of what you know, some guys who do that or girls do it for eight, 10 hours a day, every day, you know? So it's, it's, uh, you know, it, it's good to know, you know, how they're handling that. And then you're like, wow, people have to do this all the time. So it's, it really gives you perspective. Um, so we were doing that for, for a couple of years while the economy wasn't, um, you know, the way it is now, I guess. Uh, and then, um, yeah, we just kept kind of trying to grow from there, I guess. Right. And the design build, just stuff. We always kind of stayed in our lane and, and um, did we never kind of focused on what this person was doing was that we just kind of focused on the work because I think both of us believe if you, you know, focus on the work, the, the money will come and it doesn't feel like work when you really love what you do. Mm -hmm. um, and then with that mix, we had, uh, you know, we had met, we each had a daughter and they happen to only be a couple a year apart. They were six and five at the time. And then, uh, you know, we were kind of in the clear a few years later, we're still together and like, should we have kids? We're kind of in the clear because they were like, you know. The girls were like maybe 12 and 11 at the time, right, yeah, 10, and 11. 10 and 11. That's right. And so we're like uh, weighing it out. Then it would be nice to have. So when we had our oldest son, who's now 11, um, Ethan, and then, you know, I was like, okay, we're done. I was going to go get fixed. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, you don't go. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, he's going to be alone. He's, he's going to have such an age gap since the girls. And I was like, we're all going to die. And he's going to be all by himself. <laughs> <laughs> so she convinced me to have another one. And then we had our second son, Colton, who's now nine. So yeah. we have, and they're like best friends. So. Yeah. So we have four, four kids in total. So, um, you know, that keeps you busy as well as any parent knows. How old are your kids now? 
So the girls are, so they were five and six when we met and now they are 21 and 22. Oh, cool. Boys are 11 and nine. All right. And and what are the girls up to right now? Like uh, college? So one's in college um, in nursing school and one is just working, trying to, you know, figure out life. Um, And the boys, you know, the boys are, are still in school and, um, super interested in one of our older son is super interested in business, which is really funny because he's always, you know, interested in in the business and what we're doing and, you know, always, always trying to get involved. So it's funny how they mimic things that you, you do watching you do it. You know, they'll, they'll, our younger son who's nine made up a YouTube short and it has 300,000 views. He put it up a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. That's what we said. Wait, what? Right. And then he sees me post something. He's like, mom, what are you doing? You're using too many hashtags. You're like spamming it with hashtags. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, here, take my phone. <laughs> Wild. You do it. <laughs> yeah. We're like, what? how many views? We're like, it's just him opening up a SpongeBob popsicle chain, trying to find the perfect SpongeBob popsicle. And next thing you know, he's like, he put up a couple of weeks ago and we're looking at it. It's like 305,000 views. We're like, like do, you, do you want to be hired? You're hired. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah then, I did. Uh, it's, it's just wild that they can even like fathom that and put that, you know, put that together. So you see that we like even heard them last night, like making videos, you know, in, in their room together and stuff <laughs> like cutting them and putting them together with, you know, some apps and things. And so it's, you know, it's wild how they pick up what you do and like start mimicking you. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's great. Uh, I, I've been doing this show for two and a half years and I don't think I have 300,000 views yet on, on the episode. So <laughs> clearly they've we don't have anything of- like that either. So <laughs> if you need a nine-year-old social media consultant, I, I can, I can connect you. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, that's really cool. Now, uh, are they into home building construction, all that kind of stuff? I know, you know, for me, I have, two boys and they are uh, 23 and 20. Uh, and I know that as they grew up, you know, especially through their teenage years, um, things around the house that, you know, I can do, um, and I could do, I could do a lot of things, uh, but, uh, things around the house that I have to work on or, or fix or replace or whatnot, I used to try to teach them, uh, just to kind of give them a little bit of, you know, knowledge in basic, uh, home repair, uh, is that, has that been a normal part of your guys' parenting? Oh yeah. I mean, the, the boys have been to, I mean, they've been to a lot of even just the job sites and the house demos and helping with, you know, things that would cause sanding or painting or, you know, what, doing some woodwork. Yeah. They, they, you know, they're, they want to hang out with you when they're young. Right. So that's when you right. try and teach them. Right. When they become, you know, a little bit older in the teenage years, they're like, brah, you know, <laughs> Hey, Dad, drop me off down the street. I don't want to be near you. Okay, brah. Like, what? So it's, it's uh, you know, it's it's fun to teach them where they're, like, really excited to learn. So, like, even, I think even, like, when uh, when COVID first hit, I was, she was, like, wanted me to make these shutters. So there's, like, a little video that we had of me, me and my oldest son, like, we're sanding down, like, cedar and, and getting ready to make shutters, you know, so he was, like, he had the electric sanders, like, you know, going back and forth, so I think, um, you know, it's, it, everybody wants to own a home, and at some point in their life, and it's, it's always good if they can pick up some of those things, like you said, you know, you, you can't learn it by not trying it, right, so, and the other thing is YouTube is, is a university mm-hmm. of 
fixing things, you know, everybody's had the same problem you have and you can find it there somewhere, somehow someone's had the same problem and you can figure it out. I've actually fixed a lot of things that I never thought I would fix with, you know, doing a little bit of research on YouTube as well. So I, I think it's teaching them to be resourceful, right? I mean, that's what they need to be. You can't just give up. You got to, you know, if you hit a roadblock, what do you do? You know, so that's what we try to teach them is, you know, how, how do you get over the hurdle? There's, there's always problems. How do you deal with it? Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I agree with the YouTube thing. It's something that I've used quite a bit. Uh, I had, I mean, I just had a, uh, an incident uh, maybe about a year or so ago with our dryer. Our dryer had went out, the motor had went out on it. And we were looking at probably buying a new dryer and all that. And I thought, you know, if we're going to replace it, let me see if I could at least try to fix it. So I took it out, took the back of it off, started going through it. And I started looking up YouTube videos on how to fix a motor in a dryer. And it ended up what would have probably cost me three or 400 bucks to have a repair guy come out and do it, or, you know, another four or five, maybe 600 bucks to buy a new dryer. It cost me like 30 bucks. And I bought the little part that I needed for it down at, I think it was Sears or something, uh, and replaced it myself. And it works great. So I have that's that all from all story. Right. That's all from YouTube. <laughs> it was my dryer broke. It wasn't spinning. I'm like, what is going on? I pulled it back off. This guy's like, it's probably the belt. You know, some guy in the south, I'm watching him. He's like, yeah, my dryer broke. And I'm watching it. Pulled this. I'm like, oh yeah, this is the belt right there. Ordered the part. Like you said, 30 bucks, boom, back in business, you know? So I like trying to figure those things out myself too. Like if I come across something like that, like I will, I will dig my heels into it until I figure it out, you know, I'll cause take every piece of that dryer apart until and put it back yeah. together a hundred times until it's fixed. I don't want to, I just want to, <laughs> I want to, it's my curiosity. I just want to, I want to, I don't want it to beat me. I want to beat it. So to speak, you know, we had a, a one time on a job, there's like a, a toe kick heater and this plumbing electrical. So the homeowner kept saying it wasn't working. So the plumber goes there. He's like, everything's working on mine. The electrician goes at this power. Everything's working on mine. It's still not working. So I went over there. I pulled the thing apart. I'm looking at it. I'm like, hmm, this kind of looks off. I look it up. I find a couple of videos on YouTube. Boom, fixed it myself and got it working. So I had both of them there. Neither like one of them figured one it out. One little connection. Yeah, there's, there's like was... a little sensor piece that was like off. And it was that's why it wasn't reading that the pipe was hot. And I was like, that makes sense. So, you know, <laughs> I think, again, being resourceful or trying to, figure it out um and teaching the kids that is in, is very important because it's very easy with people's patience nowadays to just be like ah, and throw your hands up and forget about it right so it's like really teaching them to to work through things and, and you know do the best you can at it it's funny i i think about a story that uh, you know my younger son he's my older son's graduated from college and uh, my younger son's in college but right before he was getting ready to go off to college he wanted to make a because he thought all college kids needed one of these, but he wanted to make a beer pong table. <laughs> Naturally, <laughs> he doesn't. Sure. He doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't drink, uh, but he wanted to make a beer pong table. And uh, believe it or not, I mean, I helped him buy the stuff that he needed, but he spent all the time to work on it in the garage and figure out how to build it. And I mean, he put it all together. And then he even did like some graphics, some painting of some graphics. I think he did SpongeBob on one side and he did some other things on the other side, but he had this table made and it's just, it was really cool to see him. And I think it's because of the things that I've, he's watched me do over the years. I have a lot of uh, home Christmas decor that I've made out of wood and stuff like that. And he's seen that through the years growing up. 
but just wanted to take that initiative on himself and try it himself. And obviously I had to make sure that he, you know, safety wise, he's using a saw and all that stuff, an electric saw and all right. that side to make sure he's being safe. But uh, just to watch him try to tackle this on his own was really cool to see. So that's does awesome. It, and then you're like, oh, all those years he was paying attention. <laughs> right. Right. And there's a certain pride when you make something with your hands like that, you know, and Absolutely. it's almost like when you get that, when, you know, he, he got that kind of first rush of like making something and it came out good. And, and, you know, you're, you're telling him that I'm sure other people are telling him that too. So it's like motivating. Cause you're like, what else can I do? You know? So like, that's like, I love woodworking and I'm always trying to learn the way things, you know, cause it's awesome to talk with guys in the job that have been doing it a long time. Cause they just have these tricks and tips and hacks that you just can't learn in a book or anything. It's just, you know, they all craft their own way of doing things and you're like, Oh, that makes total sense. You know, mm -hmm. they just do it so much and they just figure out a way to work around things and make it more efficient. Yeah. I mean, he was just, uh, just this last week, he was over at my, uh, uh, at his grandmother's house, my mother-in-law's house. And she was having him go through the house and fix little things that were wrong. There were some light bulbs that were out. There's other things that, that he, he, she needed done. And he said, I spent like three hours over at her house, just kind of fixing these different things for her. And again, it's just going back to him, just watching me do things and learning from what I was doing in, at our home to, you know, to do it himself. So, um, but you're right. Kids will mimic everything we do. He's even got his own, he started his own podcast uh, show now. <laughs> So he just, he just, it's called, he's, he's a real big sports fanatic and he knows everything about sports. Uh, he, he wants to get into some sort of field in sports, um, but he's got all this knowledge in sports. It's crazy, but he started this never lost podcast. And so he's now, I got this podcast going. Uh, so it's just, it's kind of cool to see. So who knows, uh, maybe you'll be interviewing him one day on yours right, and he'll have right. you on his. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, That's when you know but, you did something right, you know. Exactly. Uh, well, let's get into uh, how did you guys get the show? I mean, how did that all uh, transpire? How did that happen? So we've been putting our stuff on social media probably for about the last five years. We've been putting out videos. We've been putting out just, you know, content, pictures of our work and from just that, just from posting on social media, we were getting um, we were getting inquiries from a lot of different producers and things. And um, we had at one point gone down um, gone down the path of we were pretty close to doing something with HGTV, but in the end, it was not exactly something that we wanted to sign up for when we had all the details. So the producer who was involved in that is actually now um, the producer of the show that we have now. Um, and he has done a lot of different things. He did Queer Eye for the Straight Guy. Um, and he's, you know, he's the one who's been producing the show now. So it, it kind of evolved from kind of a natural evolution from just putting out videos on social to just hearing what our audience was saying about, you know, we want to see more before and afters. We want to see clients. We want to see, we, you know, we want to see these different things, more elements, more story to the project. So it kind of naturally evolved from, you know, what we were doing. And that's kind of how it, it kind of came. Yeah. A mentor told us to do video and, uh, about five, yeah, about, <laughs> about five years ago, she says, this is, you guys need to do video. She's like, what? She's like, we're not doing video. Well, she, I was on the phone with her and Paul kept crashing. Every time I was on the phone with her, Paul would be like, you know, he's, he's a goofball. We call him the CFO. He's the chief fund officer. Somebody has to be. <laughs> Get those gadgets lined up and ready at all times. It's true. <laughs> so she's like, you need to do something with him. If you, you should probably put him on video. She's like, you need, you need to go do that. So. 
yeah, I think the it keeps it fun. It, it's a it's a stressful process to renovate, buy a house. You know, anything with a home is stressful. You know, because it's very important to people, and uh, we always try to make it more uh, as least stressful of a process as it can be. Um, and I think basically she was telling us to you know she's like put yourselves out there, show people what you're doing. We did, and fortunately, people were taking to it and asking us they wanted to see more. And you know, we were getting calls. You know, even locally, we'd be out and people come up to us and be like, Oh, I love that. You know, this, that you did and that. And it's funny cause they feel like awkward approaching you, but you know, cause, and they come up to you and you don't know them, but they feel like they know you cause they've been watching for a while. So, you know, so so Paul tells flattering. everyone, please we encourage stalking. Yeah. All, all social media channels, <laughs> you know, at Cadillac homes with a K and renovation rekindles the name of the show, please stock all of that. We appreciate that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> But, you know, it's, uh, you know, I think from the fire fighting side of it, like see a lot of people in bad situations. So, um, you know, it's one way we deal with things is, you know, our own humor. And, um, you know, I, it, it's, uh, it, it's humbling to see that people in their worst time and you're like, wow, things aren't as bad as they seem, you know? Um, so, you know, there's people going through a lot worse that still have an unbelievable attitude and it's try to replicate something like that. I think is important. And, uh, you know, fortunately people took the videos and it just kind of snowballed into something we never even thought because initially they were going to be just for real estate. So she's like, let's just do a couple of construction. We'll get our feet wet, see how it goes. And then the construction ones just took off and, uh, you know, it kind of led us down this path, you know, with the show and everything. So it's, it's a, it's a wild ride. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And it's been really, I mean, just, you know, from a business perspective of putting, putting the the videos and putting everything out there, it's, you know, that when the clients call us, like they, they know what they're getting. They know what our work looks like. They know that there's a high chance that there's going to be a video of Paul doing something weird at their house. Like they, <laughs> they know. I'd say a hundred percent. I wouldn't <laughs> even say a high chance. I would go, all, I go all in on like that. They, bet. they know that that's happening. That's what they're signing up for. So, you know, so for us, it's, you know, we were putting, we put so much stuff out there that it's like when people call us, like they know when they see our stuff, do, do I, you know, do I like these people or do I not? And if they be like, oh, I don't like them, they're annoying. They're not going to call us. And that's totally fine. Like the people who are calling us are more, you know, they're, they know what they're signing up for, I guess, you know, because there, there's a lot of videos out there and a lot of different things. Like Paul, last week we were at looking at countertops and he, you know, was being his, his weird self. And he got- uh, you call it weird. I call it amazing. You know, it's <laughs> potato, potato, but you know, I, I found a Bobcat Goldthwait mullet on, on Amazon with a, like, it's like a headband with a mullet behind it. It was 10 bucks. I'm like, I'm ordering this thing. The creepiest thing. I mean, it is, it's amazing. I wore it to breakfast. I think last week, with my kids, like people oh. in the restaurant looking at me, she's just like, what's wrong with you? He won't stop. So yeah. I mean, yeah, the things that land on my porch from the things that he orders online it's just it's, if there's an amazon package with her name on it that's fine if it's with mine you don't you probably do don't not. want to open it because you know there's something fun in there i do not open those no. i think we got a, a giant stuffed french baguette the other oh, yeah, day that's right. and i have no idea what he's going to do with it and my son tried to take it and he was like no i need that not playing with my <laughs> toys son you have your own so i just I mean, you can only imagine when I go on Amazon, what pops up as the recommended purchases that of things that I might like. And <laughs> I'm like, it's, you gotta yeah. have fun, you know, renovating stressful, buying a house is stressful. It's, it's all stressful. So it's going to be, you know, it, when we tell people that are really going, getting frustrated, it's like, you know, look, nobody's dying. Everything can get fixed. You know, then they kind of pump the brakes and kind of, you know, 
get back to normal, you know? So it's like, we'll, we'll get through it. It's a long process, you know, and that's, what's great about the videos. People really learn you and your processes and, you know, get comfortable, you know, they want to know who they're hiring, you know, who, who, right. who is behind the company, you know, what do they stand for? What are they, what are they about? You know? So I think Susan always, always wanted to build our reputation to be, um, you know, we stand behind our work and we, we've always tried to do that. And I think that's what pays off is, you know, people want to know that you, something's broke, you're going to come back and fix it. Right. They want right. to know, people want to know who, what kind who they're working with, especially if they, you know, they buy something or, you know, they're engaging with the business. They want to know who, who's behind the business. Who, who is that? Who's going to come to my door? Who's going to be in my house? Who am I, who am I dealing with? And Transparency. I think, yeah, totally. Yeah. People just want the truth. They're sick of the old sales tactics of the, the car salesman with the blue book and all that stuff. Like that's, that's stuff so far gone now because the information is so easy to get. So it's like now people come, they just want to know the truth. They already know the answer. They just want to see if you're telling them the truth. Right. You know, so that, that's really it. People, I, I respect that so much more. If I, if I go to a restaurant and I'm like, hey, how's this dish? If they say to me, honestly, eh, you might want to look at something else. I appreciate that. Then then right. just tell me, oh, no, it's great. And I have it and it's terrible. Like, I, right. I appreciate the insight. That's why I want to know. You know, so just be transparent, <laughs> right? That's, that's great. Now, you guys are doing uh, renovations. You guys do uh, ground up builds too, or? We, we do. Yeah. We do, yeah. We do everything from... Uh, you know, a kitchen, a bathroom, renov- we do, a, uh, most of our jobs are, are more involved where it's like a whole first floor renovation, um, something like that, um, additions, but we do tear down rebuilds for clients. We also do some of those ourselves where we might buy a house and tear it down and build new and sell it um, or buy it and renovate it completely and sell it. You know, um, like I said, we're involved in everything, you know, the design, the builds, you know, uh, selling, buying anything with the house. We're pretty much, we're right there. And what about the older daughters? They're not, there's no interest in that, in that field, huh? I know one of you said one of them's in nursing school, which is great. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, no, the girls are never really super, super interested. Um, so it's, it's funny how the, and you know, we never tried to, to push them to be, you know, to be into it. Like, you know, obviously they, if they're interested that the door is open, but we also want them to, you know, kind of be their own person and, and follow what, what they want to do. Um, so it's, it's really interesting to see the boys at such a young age be so interested in, in the business. So, yeah, we've never pushed anything on them. You know, I, I felt like my parents were always, um, I tried so many different sports and things when I was younger, you know, I tried one, didn't like it. I do different, you know, so I feel like it's really, they gotta, they gotta find out what they like. Like if they love the business and they come into the business, that's amazing, but we will never force them into the business. You know, they, you want them to come on their own. Um, Cause if they don't love it, it's not going to be fun for them. It's not going to be a business, you know, we want them to do what they want to do. So right, and we would never want them to feel like obligated. Right. That they, they would have to do it. Right. And I think, you know, when the girls were younger, you know, when you're first getting into business, when we met, it's like, you're trying to get your rhythm and trying to like get jobs. And, you know, if somebody's like, will you change my mailbox? You're like, yes. Cause you're just happy. Someone hires you, you know, but as we've built our business and our brand, you know, recognizing clients that are more, um, in line with us, you know, cause we're not everybody's contractor. They're not all our clients. You know, we just want, you know, for us, it's important that we get along with the client cause we're involved with them for so long. Sometimes it can be months. It can be a year, two years, you know? So, you know, you really got to jive together cause you know, you, you learn a lot about people, it, you know, you learn their ups, downs, you see when couples are fighting, I've walked in on how like drunk projects and husband and wife are fighting and, and, and then they just kind of look at me and I'm like, how you guys doing? <laughs> you know? So you know, it's, uh, 
you know, and then they, you know, they laugh about it with you later. So, you know, you just got to really, you know, learn to get along, uh, you know, know to get along with them. But I think that the boys where we've really kind of hit a rhythm with our, our businesses, you know, over the last, you know, three, four years, they've really seen that because we were probably learning more at the beginning when the girls were younger and now we're in a better rhythm. So they have that opportunity of really seeing everything kind of firing on all cylinders. So, you know, maybe that's why they're interested more, you know, who knows, you know, but, um, and the girls could still come around at some point because they, you know, they like, you know, design things like that, you know, so it's, again, we let them come to us. It's not something we want to push. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the yeah, boys great. have their own snack shack out in that's front of true. our house a couple of weeks ago. I think they made 90 bucks one day selling selling Doritos and lemonade <laughs> in front of our house. Yeah. I was like, oh, maybe I should stay home and do that. <laughs> they like making money. So that's a, a that's a good sign that they're going to work and be a, a contributor to society when yeah. they're older. They were so. like, we're opening our own snack shack. I think they made like 90 bucks, 60 bucks. They did it for a couple of days. Yeah, they've sold they're like fun. sneak, like their old sneakers. They've sold like, online, you know, yeah. online. And you know, they're, yeah, the, the little like entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurial wow. spirit. I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. My my older son, when he was in high school, he used to uh, he used to go to the store for whatever reason. He'd buy like these 12 packs of sodas and then he would take them to school and then sell them. <laughs> Instead of the kids going to the, the vending machine and getting a soda, he would just sell them straight to the kid. And he ended up getting in trouble. The school told him he couldn't do it anymore. But he was oh, making, boy. you know, he was making bank <laughs> doing doing that yeah uh, so I, that was my, like wait a minute there's opportunity and profit here i i got this <laughs> see i lo- i love hearing the the um like you know the first hustle story people had as a kid like what was their first like interaction with like hustling and and earning money with it that drew them in to like i'm all in you know i used to make my father take me to um bj's and buy like a big thing of chom's blow pops and i'd sell them in school same thing and i'd keep getting them and sell them i was more focused on that than school I was, right. <laughs> You know, I was like, school's boring. This is way better. You know, I'm like, yeah, you want one, yeah, you, you know. So it's like that entrepreneurial spirit, like you said, like what well, you know, I, I always said to Susan, that's that's a podcast one day, just hearing people's like first entrepreneurial story of like when they're a kid, like what what was that first thing that happened for them and changed it, you know. So it's yeah. and so it is and he got in trouble. But he was that's, thinking outside the box, you know. Yeah, He's like, Well, yeah. it is a problem. They don't want to go to the machine, I'll solve that. Here you go. You know? Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's cool. Um, well, kind of diving into your kids a little bit here. We got four kids, uh, obviously a span of ages here. So we've got two that are already grown and adults and two that are kind of coming into those teenage years. Um, what's been the biggest challenges for you guys? Because you guys are trying to run not only a couple different businesses, but you got a TV show. Uh, and obviously you want to be involved and in tune to what your kids are doing. So how do you guys, how do you guys manage that? What's the biggest challenges you guys have faced as parents with four kids? Well, I'll rewind on this. So one, you know, once COVID hit, it affected everybody, right. You know, so schools were kind of figuring out what they were doing and stuff and running our own business. It was hard, um, with the schools trying to figure out their schedule, what they want to do. So Susan's like, I'm pulling them out. I'm going to homeschool them. So she homeschooled. She's been homeschooling for the last two years. They just finished their lot, the, the, the second year homeschool. They're going back to the school in the fall. Um, but, you know, she just is an influence on all of us in the house because if just like if something needs to get done, she handles it, you know, and on top of running the business, you know, on top of homeschooling and on top of doing everything else, it should be called Mama Podcast, really, because she's, you know, <laughs> 
know, she, she handles the brunt of the load, you know, and it's like crazy to think how she was homeschooling, dealing with the real estate agents, the construction, designing, quoting, meeting the subcontractors, you know, all those things, you know, then we got hockey and baseball and, you know, you know, all that stuff in between. So it's like, sometimes people are like, how do you do it? And I'm like, I don't, I don't think it's something you think about. You just do it. If you think about it, you get overwhelmed. But if you just start hammering down and doing it, you just figure it out. And I think that's one thing that she did with school, which was really important. And it really brought the boys much closer because they spent so much time together. So they have a really good relationship. They're like best friends. And uh, it brought our relationship with them and all of us, you know, better overall, you know, spending that time together. Mm. That's cool. Um, I think that, uh, you know, home, homeschooling is great. Um, I'm sure that there was a challenge there for you, Susan, with the homeschooling and trying to run the business. I mean, how, how much of a, how much of scheduling was involved in that as well? I mean, you had to, you had to really figure that out through scheduling, uh, making sure that you oh, yeah. put, it was down to the, down to the minute, like the, you know, the boy, we had the schedule. I had the schedule with the boys. They knew, you know, what days and, you know, some of it, some of it happened on the weekends just because with the business, it was, you know, during the week is a little bit crazy. So, you know, so we implemented Sunday, it was a homeschool day and they had a weekday off and, you know, it was really, um, you know, it, it, it was, you know, it's a, it's a lot, there's a lot of, there's a lot of planning. I mean, luckily my, my sister, we had some, some help. So we were, I was able to assign days. So I was doing some of it and then we had some help, but I was still planning everything. So there was that piece. And for me, like planning, when you have so much going on, planning is the key. And then also prioritizing because there are some days that 700 things need to get done and you cannot do 700 things. So it's like, mm-hmm. looking at, okay, what are, what are the most important things? What are the priorities for today? You know, always the, the kids stuff, whenever they have, you know, sports or anything else that they have, at least one of us goes to it. So it's trying to figure that out, trying to figure out, you know, meeting with clients and trying to, it's, it's like, it's like Tetris. (laughs) So, so it's just kind of prioritizing every day and uh, really just going by that. And, and I mean, for me, schedule is huge. I'm a big planner. And a lot of times, especially when now, now it's, we're done, but when we were in the thick of it, it was, you know, right down to the minute and the kids knew like, this is the time we're doing homeschool. This is what we're doing. This is what we have in the schedule. And they were great about it. They never, um, you know, they were, they always, you know, engage and they always, um, I've heard, you know, some moms, they're like, oh, my kids won't do any of the schoolwork. And I was like, so luckily our boys were very <laughs> cooperative and we didn't have any issues like that. So, I mean, it's, you know, it's just trying to figure out, um, you know, what you can fit in, what's priority and just doing as, as much as you can, knowing that maybe you're not going to get everything done all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's important, like, you know, prioritizing your, your stuff and, and um, making sure, I mean, everything else beyond that, if it gets pushed to the next day, it gets pushed to the next day. Um, I think that's important, important to, uh, to remember. Um, well, that's cool. What, um, with the show now, you guys are just, you finished up season one. You're, you're, are you into season two now? Or you're just getting ready to film? Oh, no, we're in the thick of it. Yeah, we're uh, we, season one uh, started. It started on local TV here in September last year. And then we launched an app for the show in December, right? It was December. And then we've been filming season two, which will drop probably early fall. Yeah. 
Um, you know, we have a few of them done. We're finishing up a few. Um, you know, that's also been challenging just because supply chain still severely affected. So, you know, what used to take us maybe six months is taking 12 or 13. So, mm. you know, because material delays and so forth. So, um, you know, it's, again, there's always challenges in life and problems. It's just really, you know, learning how to navigate through them, you know, and not just throw your hands up and be like, well, there's nothing, you know, nothing I can do. You know, if, even if we have clients come, you know, if we have hardwood floors we can't get or something, we won't go to them and say, sorry, we can't get floors. We'll say, we can't get those, but this is what we can get, you know, and, and give a solution to them. Um, so it's, I think it's so huge because teaching kids how to problem solve in general, you know, I remember being in school trying to do math problems and problem solve things. And I'm like, this is, I hate this, you know, but as you get into your adulthood, that is why you have a job. You need to solve some problem somebody has. Right. So, um, really teaching the kids that and teaching them to kind of fight through the pain and learn how to push through and figure it out is so essential especially now nowadays where you know it's very easy to get distracted with just about anything your phone a car driving by a bird who knows <laughs> you know? yeah, so season one's done season two will come out in the fall um and the app is the same name as the show renovation rekindle so the app can be downloaded anywhere um it's all free yeah and it's, it's pretty much on all app stores um and like I said, the new season will come out probably sometime late September, probably. And their full projects, what it looked like before, the during the renovation, and then we reveal them to the clients in their true reveals. You know, we locked them out and blindfolded them and brought them in. So when they pull the blindfolds off, it's legitimately the first time that they're they're seeing their space all done. Paul was taping windows, changing people's locks. He had someone said, I can't get into my garage. And he's like, and you are not going to get into your garage until we're done. <laughs> I mean, it's not often you get surprises like that as an adult. So it's, you know, they, I think they appreciated me kind of teasing them about it. And then when they see it, they're like, you know, they were blown away. So it was really cool to be in those moments with people as well. You know, it feels yeah. like it's life changing for them. So it's very cool. Now, what about this? I know this has had to have happened to you guys. You reveal a project, a completed project to a client and they are not happy. Have you had that happen? Oh, that's my worst nightmare. Luckily, <laughs> I mean, knock on wood. Yeah, you know, I know. You don't knock on us. wood. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, you know, Su th this is the thing I, so you know, I Susan really listens to the clients. I think, you know, she really pulls out of the head what, what, you know, she really digs into what is it that they need. It's not just like, you know, people call and they say, my kitchen's ugly. Like, that's a default question. Like, we already know that answer, but what else is it? you know, why, you know, what are the whys? Like, you know, well, me and my husband can't cook at the same time. Okay. Now we're digging in. So she really digs into them and picks those things out. And it's funny how people know what they like, but they can't really articulate it. Um, especially with construction, because there's so much to it, but she'll just pull a few things out and put this thing together. It still blows my mind every time I see it when she has the design done and everything. And, you know, looking at it all finished, you know, she's always nervous. Like, oh, I hope they like it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm looking around. I'm like, do you remember what they were living in before this place is stunning, you know? So, um, you know, and it's different when you're, when you see it like staged and done and you walk into it and it feels like your home, you know? So it's been cool because people like, and some of them like, this isn't my house. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it's your house. No, this isn't my house. You know? So it's fun to see them, how excited they get. But, you know, Susan always worries about that because she does the design. I just have to, you know, keep, keep coaching or telling her you're doing, doing <laughs> just good, honey. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, 
Well, if my listeners wanted to look you guys up, learn a little bit more about uh, your companies, maybe the show, all the best places for them to do that kind of stuff. So online on all of our social channels, Cadillac Homes. Um, Just make sure you spell it right. It's with a K. Yeah, it's in the background there on the little board. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep, it's Cadillac with a K. And then the show is called Renovation Rekindle. You can download the app in any of the stores, Apple TV, you know, Android, iOS, all that stuff. So that has the first season already on it. And then we'll be adding stuff on there for second season going forward. Awesome. Well, that's really cool. Um, well, listen, I appreciate you guys joining me on Dad Up, um, talking not only about your business, but also about your kids and the things that they're doing. Um, I look forward to uh, staying in touch with you guys. Absolutely. And you are the best coach ever. And you do. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. like it. Thank you. Yeah, so much. I've. Yeah, I've uh, I've coached, you know, sports since my boys were four all the way up through high school. Um, I actually just retired from coaching a couple months ago. My old my younger son's now, you know, he's a sophomore now going to be a junior in college. I was still coaching at the high school level because I loved it so much. So uh, but it was time for me to kind of step aside. Uh, So I finally hung up the coaching whistle and uh, just focusing on being home in the evenings. My wife's no longer what they call a coach's (laughs) widow. Uh, So home in the evenings is nice. So um, really dinner with you. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, we just enjoyed, uh, we just got back from a trip, uh, from, uh, the Carolinas. We were just in North Carolina, uh, a couple of days ago. So, um, anyways, awesome. uh, yeah, well, I appreciate you guys joining me. Um, look forward to uh, staying in touch with you guys and, uh, thank you guys again for uh, joining me on data. Yeah. Thanks for having us. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for joining me on another episode of data. Make sure you guys are checking out, uh, Cadillac homes, renovation, rekindle, Make sure you guys are subscribing to all their channels and um, downloading their material. Get the app. Uh, make sure you guys are checking out what they're doing because they're doing remarkable things. They're, they're a talented couple. And um, so make sure you guys are do, uh, checking out what they're doing. And don't forget to subscribe to my show as well. Um, you can find my links uh, down below. But uh, make sure you guys are subscribing to all my episodes. And I look forward to seeing you all on the next episode of Data. Thanks so much for listening to the episode. Make sure you guys subscribe to my podcast and YouTube channel. And please do me a favor, leave a rating and a review. Would love to hear from you and see what you think of the show. Stay tuned for more exciting episodes each week. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Data Podcast. <laughs>